Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd and Chris Motionless from Motionless and White here to co-host The Rock 30 for his fifth time. It's uh, almost a year to today when we last spoke, which was July 29th, 2019 in Austin. You were yep. on tour with Hailstorm and Alice Cooper. And my, oh my, how the world has changed since then. I recognize the changes of the world as it was happening throughout the spring and the end of winter. But once summer hit, that was when like it just boom, uh, everything about just, wow, this is a reality of what's going on. And um, touring is pretty much just like on hold indefinitely. And just all the suffering that, that people across the world are experiencing. I don't know why it took until the summer to really land as a reality in my, my brain. But yeah, it's been it's been a wild year. That it has. And, you know, I always love uh, having you on the show. But uh, I got to tell you, there was a tweet you put out uh, that I follow you on. And you put it out a few weeks ago about, uh, you know, kind of being down and your mental health had been on decline, which I think probably the reality you were just talking about uh, kind of led to that. So um, before we get into the music, just want to know how you're feeling and, you know, how you're dealing currently with the pandemic, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for asking. That's uh, that's super cool of you. Thank you. Uh, it's you know, it's just one of those things where when you're removed from your most common routine, your the act in life that gives you the most, you know, intense sense of purpose and just think when you're stuck to kind of just be in your own head and with your thoughts and have to confront all the other realities of your life outside of what is the most common occurrence for you, it, it's just been an interesting uh, interesting path to navigate through and kind of having to come to terms with just different aspects of my life that I maybe or intentionally use touring as a distraction and, and, and intend to ignore. So it's, uh, it's been an interesting year, but it's definitely been better than it was at the start of the start of the summer. That's for sure. Well, one thing's for sure, everyone I've talked to is, uh, especially, you know, being in a band, which is a little different, obviously, from your your normal day-to-day -day person, but you, you're used to a daily routine. I mean, you have your day pretty much laid out for you from the time you get out of your bunk till you guys leave that city that night. So uh, how hard has it been or what have you been doing to try to kind of keep a somewhat routine while you're just sitting idle waiting to get back to work? It's funny because it's like you're you're so right on that it is a routine every day. But what's even more interesting for us, it's like we we tend to always know what we're going to be doing a year out from whatever the present day is. Like we already knew what we were going to be doing from January till I think the next January. And when you take all that away, in addition to just not having your daily routine, that's that's a wild experience to kind of just live in that uncertainty. And, you know, there's many people that have it far worse than than we do and and what they have to deal with because of all this but you know just talking person to person it is really unsettling to just not know that and just to kind of live within that but um i've made an effort to try to take control of other aspects of my life um many things that were really obstructing me from kind of evolving to another level as a human being because i i spend so much time working um, so just, you know, going or, you know, having therapy once a week, uh, working out, eating a lot better, trying to get control of my health, things that keep me motivated and make me feel like I'm progressing in those other areas that, that can help my life flourish. 
kind of more overall than just the one specific career aspect. Well, one thing that kind of happened here in Austin, where I'm based at, was even back in March and uh, our mayor and city decided to cancel uh, South by Southwest. I mean, this is a huge global event. I mean, you know, the city was going to lose like, you know, half a billion dollars in revenue. And it was a big deal. And everyone was kind of pissing on the mayor at the time. And then all of a sudden, other festivals started dropping in. I I really started getting kind of this... almost of a sinking feeling because I was like, this is starting of a, of a tidal wave here. And did it kind of affect you the same way when you just started seeing these uh, these festivals, especially start unraveling as we were heading into the summer? Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of, I knew that spring was going to be out and, you know, the tour we had booked was, was supposed to be really cool, but I was like, okay, I can accept that. It's just a tour. And then the summer was when we were supposed to go over to Europe and do all the amazing, like huge Euro festivals. And, um, I probably shouldn't, uh, I guess we're a month away. I probably shouldn't say this and I'll, I won't be as, I won't be as revealing just in case I shouldn't. Uh, but we were supposed to do 10 shows with a band that we, uh, really enjoy touring with this August. And when I found out those shows were going to be canceled, I was so uh-huh. bummed, you know, like it's, it was like one after another, after another of just waiting. Nope. It's canceled. Wait, no, it's canceled. So. Um, you know, it's been like that for, for all the bands. And I think there's a lot of bands that are finding really cool ways to go around that. I know like Trivium just did like a full on live broadcast with full production and everything. So it's great to see that bands are figuring out ways to go around it and still have a good time and still do things for fans. We have chosen the route of doing alternative music projects, not releasing stuff for our new record yet but projects um that we just are working on in the meantime that we think fans will like so that's kind of the route that we've taken so um you know one thing that i read about you and i didn't have a chance to uh, ask you this last time because i didn't know it but i understand you were a guitar player and a drummer before eventually ending up as a singer and front man so uh today would you describe yourself a better drummer or guitar player and uh, maybe who were some of your inspirations at that young age when you first started playing i love that you're asking me this like right now because <laughs> for the first time and i want to say over 10 years, I set up my drum kit. Oh, wow. Yeah, I found it in our warehouse and I set it up and I tried to play some old, like I used to play like faster punk songs on drums because that's when I, st- I, I mean, I played everything, but that was like what I really liked. And I, I couldn't even get through a single song. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, could, I didn't have the pace. I was just, <gasps> was, yeah. Uh, so I need to get better. <laughs> I need to get back in touch with being a drummer. Um, I used to really love um, playing while attempting to play Rush songs on oh drums. Oh, God. You yeah. are brave. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's like the music I kind of was exposed to early on was Metallica and uh, some of those metal bands. And then kind of by association, the rock bands like Rush and Led Zeppelin and whatnot. So I, I always really loved Neil Peart. And I thought okay, I'll just try to learn some Rush songs. And it was, it was, if I had videos of it, it'd probably be the most awful (laughs) thing I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it. So I I really liked doing that in the beginning. Um, And then with guitar, which I am much better at guitar and still play fairly regularly. And, you know, when we're writing, I get to play and um, sometimes in the studio. So it's like, that seems to be a a little more of a a more well-kept or fine-tuned portion of my playing. 
And early on, definitely Metallica, James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett were like the gods to me that, that I just wanted to learn every Metallica song ever. And that's, that was my goal for a long time. Yeah. And then Head and Monkey from Corn were huge for me as well. Oh, Head, I love his his style. Do uh, you ever? I don't recall seeing you, but do you ever play guitar on a single song or something during the live sets? Now, no, I don't. Um, I I just feel weird. Like we have two guys. We have, we have guitar players. Right. I'm not a guitar player. I just happen to write and play in the studio occasionally. So like, why? I don't. That's their that's their position. Right. But I have once. I did one show. Um, or I did one song of a Misfits cover when we played on Halloween a few, few years ago. And that was like a one and only kind of thing that I liked. Maybe it'll happen again. I don't know. Yeah. But it was fun. So uh, around Memorial Day, a lot of states, including Texas, where I'm based at, decided to open things back up and a little too quick, in my opinion. And then, of course, we started getting the spikes of the new cases. So now there's this big debate and it seems more political than it does scientific about the mask and everything. So uh, what's your comfort level as far as getting out? I mean, grocery stores or possibly going dining out. I mean, are you just kind of total lockdown at home or what's what's your feelings on this? Um, for me, it's more like on a, if I have to basis, I have actually not gone out to a restaurant yet since things open back up. Um, that's partially cause I just don't want to, I've been really trying to get control of my eating and by eating at home and really being on a very specific plan that I'm on. Um, so I haven't really had the ambition to go out and do that. Um, with grocery store shopping, I usually do like a once a week haul and get everything I need. Um, so that's been all right. Uh, I went to the gym a few times, which I was surprised to see that it was kind of empty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it opened back up a couple of weeks ago and I was like, okay, I, like, I, I don't know why I felt like compelled or like I had to go, but I did. And that's probably about the only really high risk scenario that I put myself in that I could think of. But I, you know, I wore gloves and a mask and tried to make sure that I wasn't touching it or around uh, touching a lot of, you know, unnecessary equipment just to touch it and uh, wasn't, you know, was not going near people as much as I could. So, yeah. Look, nobody can predict whether or not you're going to get it because it could happen to anyone. But like I said, I think if you're just a little precautious, uh, you can at least keep it down somewhat. That's been my vibe. Yeah, exactly. So Disguise just celebrated its one year anniversary. I think it was released June 7th of last year. So, you know, obviously you would have liked to have had more time to play these newer songs for the tours that you had scheduled. So, you know, moving forward, how how does that uh, change the dynamic of what may be in the set list? Because maybe some of those songs you had planned to play from Disguise might not be as uh, right to do once you start putting out even more new music. Yeah, that's a that's a interesting curveball that I'm waiting to see how that plays out. Like when touring starts, is it going to be so long from now that we will have a new record coming out or something? I, I, it's it sucks because we just started playing the bulk of the songs. At, in December on our Euro tour and then played a bunch of them on the tour earlier this year with Beartooth. Man, we really like touring with those guys. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I, you know, we played a, a bunch of songs off the record on that tour and it was great and it felt so good and the fans were like insane responsive to them and then that was it. So I, I think that there's definitely going to be a scenario where 
when we come back to touring, we'll probably play a lot of songs off of Disguise. And it's really just going to depend on how close it is to whatever the next album cycle is. So uh, you were talking about Trivium doing a little bit of a live performance. We've seen many bands uh, in all types of genres do some type of live video stream, be it uh, an acoustic performance or plugged in or just uh, interviews like uh, you and I are doing today. So uh, what's been kind of uh, the thing that you have liked watching per se and maybe some things that you guys in Motionless and White would like to do or maybe do down the road? Um, I think for us, it's we've just been trying to focus on what we can do now. Um, You know, I, like I mentioned, we did these projects. We, we have four right now, two of them are coming out uh, in August. And then we have a few more that we're going to spread out that we thought were just like cool things to do that were different. Uh, I won't, you know, say much more, but they'll come out this year. So we're going to do that. We were really looking forward to doing a, show on Halloween that was kind of celebrating the 10 year anniversary of one of our older records. So that's not going to happen anymore. So we're, we have to figure out what we can do once we have a little more clarity for what the next beginning of next year is going to look like. If, if it's looking like shows are just going to be postponed for a long time, then we'll consider doing the live stream thing or I don't know. But for right now, we're just working on music. We did those projects. They're done. And now they're going to get ready to release. So it's just kind of full-time writing. And that seems to be all that we're focusing on. It's, it's been hard to really look past anything else to really answer your question better. So that that's pretty much it. Yeah. And the thing about it is you think with all this downtime, you're like, well, we could get really creative, maybe doing videos, but you got to have a crew. And a lot of times you need extras to do videos. I mean, so you can't even really do that because of the production element. I mean, we're all just hindered in every way you look at it. So you have to find some really creative ways to do something that looks cool, but still, you know, do the social distancing thing, I guess, which is hard. If that's the route we do try to take at some point, we will look to the bands that have done stuff like that already and kind of see what they've done and maybe reach out and be like, Hey, what was the route that you took for this? I mean, bands are always willing to help each other and and share stuff like that. So it is going to be tough. I thought, man, like would everybody in the band even be cool with rehearsing together? You know, I I know some of the guys um, either just don't want to get sick or they have people around them that are maybe immune compromised. So they want to be responsible in that way. So it's it's just a lot of figuring out that we're going to have to do when the time comes to have to make that decision. Last time we hung out, Another Life had not been released as a single yet, but uh, we definitely talked about that track, and I, I played it uh, about a year ago. Uh, and we kind of talked about, you know, my opinion, it was uh, what I, I felt was the love song of the album, which has turned out to be a, a huge song for you guys. I mean, it's been on the Rock 30 for several weeks. So anything new you'd like to say about this track to set it up before we play it today? just funny how how music really does or what do they say art imitates life or something um yeah uh i will say this and maybe this will be the first indication of what's to come as one of these projects uh we released a remix of that song that caleb from beartooth did and we may or may not be releasing a different type of version of that song as one of these projects. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that to have gotten a chance to look at the song from a different uh, perspective and try something very artistic um, that I'm really proud of. So 
I'm just really excited to see the fan reaction when that does come out. Yeah, it's been doing quite well for you. Uh, I got to say, when listening to your songs, one that I always go back to is the song Loud uh, from your album Graveyard Shift. I mean, I listen to this song when I'm working out, if I'm mowing the lawn, uh, if I'm down, it just kind of picks me up if I'm in a crappy mood. Um, And it's, you know, I got to think one you would probably do in the set list. Now, when I saw you with uh, Alice Cooper, that was a pretty short set. I mean, maybe 30 minutes and you didn't perform. It, which I was a little bummed out about, but I mean, is it typically when you're headlining one that you're uh, you play a lot, or what's your feelings on this song? You know, it's really funny. We did play the very first show of the Alice Cooper tour. We did play loud, yeah. And I guess I, I it was tough to judge because the crowd at that show was just not having it at all. <laughs> like, didn't matter what we would have played, they just were not having it. It was <sighs> we played we played earlier than most nights on that tour. It just, it wasn't there. And we kind of felt like, is this too heavy? Cause it, you know, there, there is a lot of screaming and or yelling moments in the song. So I was like, do we kind of pull it back a little bit and maybe cater to more like the songs that we have, like our song untouchable or something like that. So we tried a bunch of tracks on the tour to find what, what worked. And it was like, there was only three songs that really connected and surprisingly brand new numb was the one that was just like, yeah. yeah, like it. As soon as that started halfway in the set, you could start to see like everyone kind of just like, all right, I like this, I, yeah. I'm in. But yeah, loud didn't did, loud did not hit, so we didn't do that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we we pop it in every so often. We we choose our set list in an interesting way. We do a different set list every single night. We've been doing that for years now. Um, the Alice Cooper tour, I think we did a, a couple nights of the same, same just because it was 30 minutes and we had to find what worked. But even then, we still tried to switch it up. And uh, usually it's kind of like we'll look at Twitter and see if fans are like, can you play this song tonight? And then we'll put that in. Um, and then some guys in the band, will, I'll just be like, what do you want to play tonight? And they'll give me a couple songs and then we'll just make the list off of that. So try to keep it really cool for fans that are coming to see different songs and not know what to expect as well as keep ourselves sane and not playing the same songs every night you know well i'm in my 50s myself so i keep playing loud man it's a good one i love that track thank you obviously uh you know everyone's had all this downtime time to create try time to you know write stuff put down riffs write lyrics uh you know i kind of just have this feeling we're just going to be almost overwhelmed by new music, uh, you know, moving forward to 2021. Um, what's your feelings on this? I mean, do you think we're just going to completely have to hit the brakes for a minute? Because it seems like I'm afraid, especially being a radio person where I can only play so many songs, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to go like, God, I, I can't fit everything in, you know? I couldn't agree with you more. I think because everyone is forced to be working, you're either you're either taking a break or you're working on a new album for 2021. Those are your only two options. Yeah. And I feel like I see that our mo- most bands are working on something. And I can't imagine that only being halfway through 2020, they would wait until 2022 to put whatever they're working on now out. Right. So I think, yeah, you're right. Next year is going to be the most saturated year of, of new music coming out, which is great in, in the grand scheme of things. Cause it's just awesome. Like w- we've all been deprived of music and, for the most part this year, there's not a lot coming out. There's no tours. So next year it's going to be a great comparison to that, even if touring's not back. 
but for people like you, I definitely uh, I feel bad for you in trying to find spots to play everybody's stuff because there's going to be singles all over the place next yeah. year. And yeah, it's it'll be a very um, very competitive market, I guess. And yeah, I mean, good luck. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. So, um, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit about uh, your personal feelings that we had at the beginning of the show today and things you've kind of gone through uh, heading in the summer. What has been the biggest thing that maybe you've learned about yourself uh, in the middle of the pandemic when, like you said, you had a lot of time to sit there and think about things that, uh, you know, you didn't have the band to distract you from those things. So what's been the biggest thing you've learned about yourself? Uh, I think mainly that I do have the ability to change many of the things about myself that I wish were different. And I, I always kind of felt overwhelmed by the amount of those things, um, whether it be dealing with self-hatred, aspects of self-hatred or aspects of not being able to figure out how to uh, accomplish a certain goal. There's, I know that that's kind of vague, but um, there, I just kind of felt overwhelmed by a very long list of things about my life that I wanted to be different. And on top of that, was always buried in work because I love working. I use it as a distraction from those things, but I also just, I get a great sense of purpose from that. So I think once I realized like, okay, I have the time, I, I do have the ability to change these things. I started trying to find ways to do that. And when you recognize that there's a difference being made, it's, it's amazing how it changes your perception of yourself and what you have the ability to do. It's kind of like the same, same realization I had when I recognized that I could make music a career. It was like, whoa, I, I put all this time into this and this is what happened. So it, it's the same concept with your life. If there's something bothering you, if there's something that is within the realm of something that you can control or alter or manage or something, you have the power to do that. And I feel a lot more empowered in realizing that and taking control of those things has been a huge help um, mainly my eating and my health and working out and stuff like that, because I've, I place a lot of, uh, how I see myself based on how I, uh, exist within those parameters. And I don't know why. Um, and I've never really looked at it, uh, as something that I could conquer, but that's something I'm definitely putting a lot of time into. And, um, yeah, just, trying to figure life out, man. There's a lot of, lot of different things going on right now for me that uh, are self-inflicted that I really want to work through and um, try to kind of heal from the wounds I've put on myself. Like I said, I don't know if it's a higher being or just the energy in the universe, but uh, maybe this pandemic, uh, you know, I've always believed things happen for a reason. And I think us as a human race uh, has, has was just getting spiraling out of control. So, Maybe this has uh, hopefully helped us to look at ourselves and look at other human beings and go like, man, we're in this thing together. We got to do better than we did leading up to this pandemic. So totally. that's my vibe on it anyway. So uh, last thing we want to do uh, before we get out of here is uh, we always like to do artist pick. And again, you can do something from disguise or you can go back. But uh, we'd like to get you to, to choose one to play on the show today. Well, I'm going to, of course, play loud, and I'm going to dedicate it to you, my man. <laughs> well, there you go, man. Now you make me feel good, Chris. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. I couldn't get it to you last summer. We're almost a year away. Perfect timing. We're not in Austin, but 
Let's pretend. Well, I got to tell you one thing. These uh, Zoom interviews is a whole new dynamic for me as well. I mean, you know, and again, we have to try to reinvent ourselves. And one thing I will say that I do enjoy about these is, like I said, you look totally relaxed there at your home. I'm here in this little home studio and we have a little bit more time where you're not getting tugged to go do meet and greets or sound checks and stuff like this. So again, I appreciate you being on the show today and and opening up the way you have, Chris. Uh, I've always thought a lot about you, man. And a lot of my younger listeners or even people that don't know me, if you uh, maybe retweet something I said or I say something about you and they were like, I had no idea that L.A. Lloyd liked Motionless and White. I didn't realize he was such a fan, you know. It seems like, you know, especially teens and people in their early 20s, they just seem amazed that a guy my age could love your music. But I do, man. There's no age bracket for uh, for loving music, especially rock and metal and everything like that, man. That's It's for everybody. And uh, I, I, I just thank you for... I mean, you. We we now have gotten to see each other so many times that it feels like a, a friendship, and I enjoy that with the people that I get to see when we tour and and speak to. So I I like this, and I I would like this to continue. I think it's great that these Zoom interviews are happening, and I think they're going to continue to happen even when touring is going back to normal because right. this is something that I don't think people really thought of before. Now here it is, and it's great. So why not just keep it going anyway? Like I might not see you on a tour for X amount of months, right. but we have the opportunity to do this whenever we want. Right. Absolutely. And I've been trying to do this for years using Skype, but it seems like uh, we were all kind of forced into it and Zoom seems to be the uh, the right format. So uh, again, I'm glad we're doing it and good to see you again, man. And I appreciate you being on The Rock 30 today. Thank you for having me as always.